So in reality, it's the manifestation of God, even this world. But this will be understood only when we learn to perceive the truth within ourselves, or even in this world. So then only we will understand God is present. The effort to recognize that. Because left to ourselves, we are not able to recognize it. Or trained as we are to perceive at one particular level, we are not able to notice it. So we have got to train our mind for this. So prayer and meditation bring this dimension of spiritual awareness into our life. Of course, as I said already, initial step is to control the mind. For that one has to put a lot of effort. And the more effort we put, the more awareness will slowly come to us. One may say, where do I get this help? But if you are rightly resolved, help will come to you somehow. When you start seeking and looking around, see, if you simply accept into a, a kind of set pattern of organized religion, or you become a cog in the wheel and go around it like that, and you think you are on the move, but all the while we are, what we are doing is only going round and round. That's not enough. Look at all the saints, even in the Christian tradition, the people who have fallen <laughs> out of the church are only their saints. And it, takes, it has taken the church hundreds of years to decide whether they are saints or not, <laughs> you see. So, it's not, we have got to make a little effort, not simply causally, comfortably settle down in an organized set up and think I am all right. It doesn't help. So one has got to make a little effort and make right resolve and start seeking, looking around. And then you will meet the right person, you will meet the right book. That's how it starts working. What This I would consider as grace of God already coming into play in our lives. So readily available, you know, you have only to make resolve and God seems to stand there readily to help you. Just in the, the corner of the street. How often we all say, my God, I, I never knew it was there all the while. Because I, I close my eyes and I don't see it. Right, I am passing that way every day and I don't see it. But if you are rightly resolved, immediately you discover it is there. This is how divine help comes in. See, all spiritual practice, as I said, is is aimed at overcoming this illusion, which is covering the reality. So when our mind achieves a certain amount of calmness and certain amount of concentration, there's a break through this barrier. Because our ego is the greatest barrier we have in this field. Because we have taken great trouble and inflated it, and we have to make some effort and deflate it. So it's our responsibility. But at present we have no control over it. Because we have too much pampered this ego and spent our time in leisure and pleasure. That won't help. Because scriptures have always laid great stress on this self-effort. But those very scriptures also teach the importance of grace, of God and Guru. 
course, in the Upanishads there is this emphasis. The Atman chooses whom it wills. It's not simply a, a kind of whimsical willing and picking of people, but those who have made effort, they are drawn, as it were. See, by self-effort alone, everything cannot be done. But I do whatever I can on my part and become a deserving candidate for it. Then the force seems to flow in from the other side and lift us up. And those people who have made little effort and gone in the right direction always feel this grace functioning. With so much force it seems to come and push us in the, in the right place, in the right direction. So we have got to keep this in mind and make effort what we can and then the force seems to come and divine, divinity seems to come and take over us. Because after all the divinity is inherent in human nature. So uh, that pure being within us, the divinity, that simply draws us. It is constant, even when we are making, going astray, wrong, that it's always tugging at our sleeves and reminding us, look here, be careful. That's how the conscious, conscience in us functions. It never allows us to become lost souls. How much ever we may feel we are lost. No. Guidance is there coming. Somebody is drawing our attention. The subtle voice is reminding us. But the more attention we pay to that subtle voice, the stronger the voice becomes, the more it catches our attention. See, man leads a mental life. So in this process we have built up our ego and this ego has become a great obstacle to us. So with great effort we have to play down our own ego and slowly become detached and look at it. Because this I sense, I and mind is the greatest obstacle we have. And someone asked Sri Ramakrishna, when shall I be free? He simply said, when I shall cease to be. When it's completely gone, then you find God alone is. But as long as I'm holding on to this individual's egoistic eye, he is not there. See, when we start our spiritual life, there is the God and here is me. They say, I go and say, oh God, I want this, I want that. All supplicatory prayers is in the beginning. Perfectly, even that is very good because after all you are going to God. And then slowly as we progress we discover, no, let thy will be done. But still there, even at that stage, he, there is he and me. And for the next stage of course will be where you don't ask anything, thy will or I may will, whatever he does, I simply accept it. There is no mere asking, bargaining, because there is no more of this difference and he is there and he does, he looks after everything, I didn't bother at all. So the I disappears completely. Only when I disappears completely, he is there fully taking possession <coughs> of the whole field. So it's very necessary that we should remember it and try to practice as best as possible. So whatever disciplines, whatsoever ascetic practices, intellectual, uh, uh, mental practices, all that 
There's plenty available everywhere, you see. In every religion, in every spiritual teaching, you find these things plenty. Take it, incorporate it and do your best. So, God's grace comes to us in this form only. See, when preparations for a spiritual orientation, spiritual reorganization goes on, the spirit seems to flow into it. Simply flow into all our faculties to function rightly and make right resolve. I, I would consider that is the way effectively God's grace flows into us, not in any kind of miraculous change that may come over us. One shouldn't expect that. The change comes over. Finally, it's very miraculous, no doubt. But at early stages, our whole attention is getting reorganized. That itself is God's grace. And in the early stages, this kind of God's grace coming to us strengthens us. So the more sincere our effort, the more the grace seems to flow into us. This is, for me, grace of God. Grace seems to flow into us depending upon how much we open ourselves to it. It's like the warmth of the sunshine, you see. It nourishes all plant life, even human life. We, <laughs> we all depend upon sunlight so much. See, when we look at the plants, Slowly new buds are put forth in the spring, we see that, and then nourish them with warmth, and then flowers come out, the fruits, and the buds that are not ready, they are still getting mature and ready, the warmth is bringing them out. We just have to open the curtains to let the sunlight come in. It's there, the light always. But opening the curtains or exposing ourselves to sunlight, that much self-effort all of us have got to do. We can't escape that. When Einstein once was asked, do you believe in good luck? He replied, yes, very much. The more effort I put into it, the more seems to come to me. Mm -hmm. So God's grace is like that. The more effort you put in, the more it comes into you. So in this process of self-effort, we reach a stage of no effort. At that stage, divine seems to take over. When he takes over, of course, no effort is required for us. That's really a state of grace. At that stage, of course, everything is guided by God. And even our faith and self-effort were God's guidance. We were not aware of it at one stage, because our ego was too strong and prevented us from recognizing this fact. But it's even that initial urge, stirrings, came from Him. But this we discover only in the end, not in the beginning. So in that condition, the devotee simply lives nourished by the grace of God. In that stage, 
not I, but thou alone remains. This is a state of fulfillment, a state of joy and peace. So this is how grace and self-effort have to be supplemented and they simply flow into each other, strengthen each other and bring fulfillment to life. Thank you very much.